Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello and welcome to the latest edition of the Believe in Duke podcast. I'm Steve Wiseman from the Raleigh News and Observer, joined as always by Sheldon Williams, the landlord. Sheldon, uh, we have a, uh, a Duke win to talk about uh, after winning against Notre Dame uh, pretty mm-hmm. handily on Wednesday night and uh, and then getting ready for a couple of big more, more home games this weekend with BC and, and Wake. So how are you feeling today? I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good. Um, we, had a, we had a bounce back win. Um, not exactly the way I wanted it. We start off, you know, kind of uh, the way I wanted to a little bit, uh, but you know, um, not exactly. But we get into it in a little bit. Yeah, still have that late first half slide or slump. This team seems to have a habit of doing that. But uh, yeah. anyway, um, ended up being an eighteen point win. Um, the seventeen zero run early kind of set the tone. So that's that's what you want to see. It's it's it's, it's hard to lose when you score seventeen points in a row. But we'll get into that too. Um, but before we go any further, I want to remind everybody about our sponsor, Bet Online. Um, the big game is here this weekend in the NFL. Uh, Bet Online is your number one source for playoff football odds, stats, trends, and lines with everything from point spreads to hundreds of player performance props. With dozens of odds, props, and info on hundreds of sports, events, politics, and entertainment, you can access the world's best wagering information anytime from desktop or your mobile devices. Head to Bet Online today. Stay updated in all the action. Bet online. The game starts here. Um, yeah, so last night, Sheldon, the uh, Blue Devils clearly got off to a, a fast start, um, holding uh, uh, they were down five to three and then scored 17 points in a row. And uh, Notre Dame went almost nine minutes without scoring a point. Mm-hmm. Um, so the defense was a lot better. Just what did you think from, from that aspect of the response that, that we know Coach Shire wanted after the loss to UNC? Yeah, I mean, I didn't see the start of the game because it was still showing the Louisville and the Syracuse game. So it kind of went down the wire. So when they cut over, it was already uh, 12 minutes to go in the first half. So I'm like, oh, okay, I'll miss, you know, eight minutes of the, you know, the game. And I looked and I saw that, that we uh, we were up 15-5 uh, run, on 15-5 run. And the moment it clicked over, Sean Stewart gets a big block and he runs down the court and he gets a big dunk. Okay, well, you know, maybe uh, this is good luck, you know, how how things are playing out and uh, how the games are starting. But, uh, but yeah, I, w- I was unfortunate to, to miss the first eight minutes because of uh, the cutover game. But uh, I thought uh, we did play uh, good defense, especially uh, out the, at the basket. Um, but we just – we it was almost like if Notre Dame 
was able to convert on those open threes that they were getting, mm-hmm. it might have been a, a much closer game. And I know we were playing defense at the basket and playing, you know, uh, stopping them, you know, from scoring around the basket. Uh, but the fact that, you know, we was always kind of just a, a few couple of shots away and they were missing the shots. There was open threes. We were trying to pass, pass to the corner and they was missing the shots, you know, which is good for us. They didn't convert. But it was just more so after our big start, I was hoping that they take another level after the Carolina game, you know, just kind of being hungry and aggressive and be on the edge and just want to really blow somebody out from start to finish. Yeah. Um you know, it felt like that's that's where the game was heading when, um, you know, Duke was up now, again, down five to three and then up 20 to five and 22 to seven. And I thought, OK, this should be a game where Duke's up 20, 22 points at halftime and just kind of roll into the second half and, and, and you know, collect this win. And it got down to eight points at halftime because there was a foul right at the end of the half. Yeah. Found yeah. the three point shooter. Right. <laughs> right. He only made right. two free throws, but they got it down to eight. Uh, and but then you know Notre Dame never got closer than that. I mean, it, it took a while for Duke to finally pull back away, um, but they got down. It was nine and then eight, and then back up to twelve, and it was just kind of going back and forth. So it's you know it felt like the team kind of came out and said, "Okay, we you know we landed our big punch, and now we're just gonna you know ease Close. this thing out." So Close, yeah, yeah, everything's not there yet. <laughs> um, but I did like that uh, one thing that that happened early in the game. I wanted to talk about was the substitution pattern was was definitely different and um you know shire talked to us after the game about the preparation on monday when normally they have a team meeting when they come back to practice on monday because they, they get sunday off right because they played saturday um so they were going to practice in the afternoon at two o'clock so they usually get together for a meeting before practice well he didn't want to wait and he was like you guys come in in the morning we're going to talk about things and then we'll come back for practice in the afternoon. And so, and then the practice session, instead of having the scout team run Notre Dame's offense and defense, he broke it down into blue and white and said, okay, we're going to scrimmage all day. You know, we're going to, we're going to up the, up the um, emotions and passion that way. And um, that all led to the substitution pattern changing in the game where he said, you know, we have good players on this team. If I see somebody not giving their all on, on, defense or whatever or coasting then i'm gonna put somebody else in and he did that i mean uh he was removing flip two minutes into the game uh he had ryan young ready to come in now there wasn't a break in the action for a long time we blew past the under 16 so it took a while for ryan young to get in the game but but that's what he did and he had you know he used all five guys off the bench uh within the first seven eight minutes of the game by the time i think tj power checked in maybe 10 minutes into the game. So that was the 10th guy. Uh, so that, that to me showed some changes. So he's like, okay, we're not going to settle for what we're doing. He didn't like how the team, again, to use the word used, he used coast. He didn't like how they coasted in the Carolina game. Mm-hmm. Uh, he saw guys, you know, just relaxing a little bit. He's like, okay, I'll put somebody else in and see what they can do. So anyway, that guy, Jalen Blake's a little more playing time last night. Uh, things like that. Uh, that. That's one aspect I noticed was different. And it seemed like it, it, it worked. For the most part, yeah. So um, with me not, uh, so with me not seeing the first few games, first first few minutes of the game because of uh, the Louisville and Syracuse game, yeah. I didn't know I didn't know about the initial um, uh, substitute pattern. So mm-hmm. that's that was very interesting. You told me about that. Um, I did see that you know Flip had two fouls and was in foul trouble, and he didn't really play but seven minutes in the first half. So I'm thinking to myself like, you know, 
when the game cut over, you know, he just was unfortunate, you know, with the fouls and they're going to rest him until the second half and that whole thing. But I didn't realize that, you know, he wasn't, you know, putting a lot of energy and things like that out. And maybe they even messed with his mindset of how he's going to uh, attack the rest of the game. I, I'm not sure, but he didn't seem like himself. So that now makes sense that that happened. And then I did see Blake uh, out there who I probably haven't seen in what, four games now? Um, yeah. Yeah, about four games now. So, uh, to see him out there because you know when he's out there he's going to compete you know whether he might uh not be able to you know the best shooter or whatever but he's going to compete he's going to play hard he's going to play defense he's going to you know do those things where you know that he can control which is the energy mm-hmm. he's going he's going he's going to bring that so I did see that uh coming in but um I don't know I mean uh, this is almost like a pattern right now because uh, Flip is now being in foul trouble more and more lately. Uh, you know, he picked up a foul within the first minute of the second half um, mm-hmm. and kind of got his third foul. And and you know, I think what he, he wound up finishing with eight and nine. Um, you yeah. know, you'll have like the stream high flip where you have 30 points, you know, and then you have, you know, a bad game. Now this is kind of like two bad games against Nordain, uh that he's had now. So it seems like you now now we have like, you no know, kind of highs and lows with, with flip and no, nothing in the middle. And I'm not sure exactly what's going on with that, but hopefully we can get that corrected because we really need Flip to be Flip, um, of you know, old for us to do something, you know, long term with this team. That's for sure. And um, you know, we 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 talked to uh, media, we talked to Shire after the game about Flip in particular. We we had a long you know, Flip was in the in the post game locker room. We got to spend quite a bit of time with him, which I thought was a good sign. He wasn't he wasn't hiding. You know, it, it's easy mm-hmm. to go back to the training room and not have to deal with a bad game and all that. So mm-hmm. I thought that showed some maturity on his part to sit out there and answer the questions and talk about, you know, I, I asked him, this is two bad games in a row against Notre Dame. <laughs> is there something they do? Are they more physical? You know? And he said, well, it's kind of the, the way the game's called, you know, he got in foul trouble and then he kind of, you know, uh, it takes you out, takes you out of your rhythm. Right. So um, he did like it that when he picked up the third foul uh, early in the second half, Shire didn't pull him out of the game. He left him in there for a while. And uh, and then he, you know he substituted him out eventually, but uh, Flip only ended up with with four fouls, so he didn't foul out. So that's um, yeah, that's a positive. But 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 the main thing Shire said last night was, yes, Flip is so foul prone, he has to he has to be better at that. Like we, we do need him to to be at his best, and that goes back to I remember talking to John in October or September before the season about. Flip coming off surgery and, you know, be at a first team all American and a preseason player of the union ACC. And he said, we need flip to be there every night. I have a story I could call up right now. And that quote, I remember John telling me that uh, in Charlotte at the preseason thing that they need him. And so now here we are and we're not, uh, Duke's not getting that <laughs> right. Um, yeah. So it's something to where I, you know, I don't know uh, what's going on with him right now. He's just, I mean, he had, you know, he scored 20 points against Carolina, so it's in there, 30 points against uh, Georgia Tech or whatever. You know, lately he's had some big games, but he's also had four games this season where he didn't score double figures. So I'm not sure what's going on, but uh, he, he's he got to adjust. And, and you're right. Duke needs Flip at his best for the team to be at his best. Yeah, I mean, of course. I mean, like, we need Flip. You know, he's our guy that when things get tough, we got to have him actually – you know, pulling us out of whatever hole we may be in. And the fact that he's been, you know, suffering from 
you know, maybe be a bad call here and there type thing. And all of a sudden you're in foul trouble and you're out of the game and then you're not getting us, you know, more than, you know, double digit, you know, points and rebounds because we need both of those things for us to be successful. We we just we just need more from him. And I'm not sure if it's more so that, you know, teams are honing in on him a little bit more. And, uh, you know, like last night, we only shot 22% from the three. So it wasn't yeah. like, you know, they was able to kind of just – they, they were pretty much able to just kind of you know clamp and collapse on him, uh, whether he had a, a good game or not, because we wasn't shooting that great from the three-point line. But we need uh, one for us to start shooting better as well, especially at home. We have to shoot better at home. Yeah. And then two, we need Flip to be able to be that guy for us where he's always, you know, we look at him like, all right, whether I'm playing bad or not, I can look at his face and like, all right, we got it. We got it. We good. That type thing. So I'm hoping that that's something that we kind of change uh, from here on out, especially, you know, the next two games at home to kind of change that and have him not be in foul trouble and him being flip of the highs and not the flip of the lows. Yeah. And uh, not to belabor this anymore, but I do want to share a little more detail from last night. You know, John, um, uh, late in the game, uh, flip was out of the game. It was, you know, the last four minutes of the game when, when the game was out of hand and, um, uh, he was sitting on the bench and, and Shire and John went over there and kneeled down in front of him. And they had a, they had a pretty good conversation right there on the bench, you know, while the game was going on behind them. And uh, flip said that, that John told him, you know, I want you to, I want to make sure you're okay mentally. You're not, you know, not getting down on yourself. Cause he said flip tends to overreact uh, to really take things to the heart. If he's playing bad, he really gets down to the dumps and you next play, right? Move on. You gotta, you gotta get back up and do what you can. And, and flip said also, you know, he, um, Coach K used to always say somebody had a bad face. Have you ever heard that, right? You got, I don't like your face. I don't like what you're doing, right? <laughs> some, some other choice words with that, you know. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> but, but yeah, yeah, yeah. But that was I, the I, gist I, of it, yes. Yeah, 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 yes, yes. I, I've, I've heard that speak before. I mean, actually, <laughs> a side story, uh, we had a bad game at B Tech, and it was so bad that we couldn't fly out. So we drove back, and they played the game. because You don't want to you see the game after you lost the game. You want to see the game on the bus the whole time, and they put it on repeat the whole time, the whole time uh, from yeah. Georgia Tech. I'm mean, sorry, from uh, B Tech to uh, Duke. However long we had to take because we was driving slow in the snowstorm. And as soon as we get there, the video is paused on my face on the bench, and he didn't like my face. And that was the oh. first thing that we went in on. And I'm like, and they told me like I woke up, and it's like, be ready, it's your night. I'm like, oh man. And I'll get into the thing, and as soon as we get in the locker, locker room, it's on my face. So, yes, I understand what he's talking about with that. You know, make sure that you get yourself uh, ready and stay in it because, you know, uh, that, that was a big thing with Coach K. Like, you know, if he doesn't like anything about your posture, your face, whatever, he's going to let you know about it. Yes. Okay. See, I knew the, I knew you'd have a great story for me. Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly what was going on last night. Yeah, Flip. yeah, yeah. <laughs> was, uh, you got you have a poker face. You've got to you know be strong and all that, and not not look pouty or whatever, right? You got to. Yeah, and that was the, that was the clean version. So. <laughs> yes, that's right. We'll keep it. We'll keep yeah. it uh, rated G or PG. Not uh, yeah, not yeah. But uh, anyway, <laughs> so there's some stuff like that going on with Flip right now, and and Shire's trying to trying to have him work through it, and uh, he's you know he's got a uh, uh, you know early in the game again back on Flip. Um, I know you missed the first part of the game, but Duke's first possession, you know, Flip got the ball at about the free throw line and 
he was open for a, he could have taken a jumper or he decided to drive and he had a smaller guy ahead of him. So there was some room and he, he dribbled the ball out and fell out of bounds. He turned it over Duke's first possession. And, uh, and then later on, uh, not much longer down a couple of possessions later, Notre Dame, uh, got a layup in the, in the half court offense, you know, just a straight line drive to the basket that flip didn't rotate over and, and get the stop on. And that's when John immediately turned around and pointed to young and had him go check in. So this was, at the 1758 mark is when Young was checking in. Again, it took him a while to actually get in the game, but the point was those are two bad plays, one on each end, where Flip just from the start was not locked in. Mm-hmm. And uh, John recognized it immediately. It was like, okay, we're going to play somebody else tonight. You don't have it. But, um, you know, I know this is, we've spent some time here beating up on Flip a little bit, but, you know, a lot of it is expected of him, right? I mean, this is. Um, uh, this is the star player of the team, leading scorer, leading rebounder. Um, uh, so, uh, you know, I have confidence that the staff will will get to him and, and get him uh, back in the right mindset. But uh, it's going to start with his face. His face is going to be better. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we were also talking about three-point shooting. And that I, I do want to address that. I had it written down here on my little, my little cheat sheet here. For the podcast, because this is two games in a row, right? Where uh, Duke was five out of 19 against Carolina, mm-hmm. four out of 18 last night. So nine out of 37 in the last two games. Mm-hmm. Um, you're going to lose games uh, a lot if you keep shooting like that. Right. And, uh, um, I think, you know, it feels like, and it might be, you know, uh, Wither BC, because they're going to, they may, they may bear the brunt of it here. We could, Duke's probably due for a game where they're going to go out there and make, you know, 13 out of 30 or, you know, whatever, you know what I'm saying? Like some, mm-hmm. some really high percentage. Right. right. Um, and maybe it's going to be the next game or maybe Wake Forest on Monday night. I think all Duke fans hope for that. But uh, in the meantime, um, you know, that's why that game was close last night. That's why it ended up being, you know, only an 18 point uh, uh, margin of, of victory over, you know, the, the worst team in the ACC in Notre Dame's in the last place. So, yeah. um, you know, three-point shooting is something where I think we have to keep an eye on. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I didn't put much stock into the one against Carolina because, you know, we have a younger team, and a lot of these guys are first-time playing against a big-time rival like that. So the jitters and nerves and things like that, I can understand that happened for game one. You know, and if it happened in you know, round two at home, then it'd be more of a concern for me. But then it's still a concern because after the Carolina game, I expected that us, you know, being at home, to shoot the ball really well, and that was not the case. And that now it was more of a concern. Like, okay, I understand that the Carolina and the young guys, but now you're at home against the second worst team in the in the ACC. Yeah, and we're still not able to, to capitalize on those three point shots. And I'm like, okay, what is going on with this? Because we are a better three point shooting shooting team. Then we have displayed the last two games. I know you said uh, nine for was it thirty-seven? Nine it was. for thirty-seven. The last two games, yeah. Yeah, nine for thirty-seven. Like we're much better at a three-point shooting team than that. And I'm not sure what exactly it is, but hopefully uh, we have it turned around. Not only for this next game, but <laughs> against uh, uh, is it uh, Wake Forest? Wake, Wake Forest, Forest on Monday yeah, night, yeah. On Monday, yeah. yeah. So yeah, yeah. Which, you know, Wake's playing really well right now. That's going to be a, a very important game. Yeah. yeah. Um. You know, not to open I mean, BC's lower in the standings, right? So, but uh, 
But boy, Wake looks like an NCAA tournament team. We talked about them a little bit earlier in the week. Um, but for the season that on the three point shooting, Duke is you know thirty seven point point eight as a team, uh, which is you know fourth in the ACC even after these last two performances, which were which were down. So Duke was mm-hmm. a little bit higher, uh, and so it's it's proven you know the team's proven to be a a quality high quality three point shooting team. So I'm not too alarmed. Uh, you know I think. Again, I think they're due for a big game, maybe maybe a couple of games in a row where they shoot really well, <clears throat> and so I think that'll work its way out. But uh, anyway, I just wanted to make note of it that you know it is two games in a row, and you know maybe uh, you know partially it's um, uh, you know Flip's not shooting well. Back to him, <laughs> maybe he can help yeah. out a little bit there too. Yeah, but uh, yeah. <clears throat> but I do think that you know McCain had another good game last night. He had a good game against uh, uh, Carolina and. He really seems to be finding his his stride, doesn't he, Jared McCain? Yeah, definitely. I mean, uh, and it's it's almost like it's coming on at a really good time for us. Um, it just sucks that we're not able to uh, really capitalize on this because um, what was it last game? Roach, you only had what seven points. Uh, Proctor only had nine points, and that's now two back to back games that Proctor hasn't really been himself either. So yes. it's, it's almost like you know. You know, McCain has had two back-to-back games that were good games for us, but yet it comes at, you know, the sacrifice of one of our other guys too. So I'm like, how can we get this together and have all of our guys having good shooting nights or shoot, you know, attacking nights uh, for our team versus, you know, McCain having 25 points, whatever, and then, you know, Flip having, you know, zero or whatever it was. He had yeah. uh, the other game in uh, in Carolina. Yeah, yeah. Um yeah, Proctor has had, you know, she's two points against Carolina, nine points against uh, Notre Dame. Um, you know, Caleb Foster ended up playing almost as many minutes as Proctor. Uh, and and Caleb had 13. Had 13. Yeah, yeah off, the, off the bench, yeah. Yep, he did. And uh, so maybe, you know, maybe he'll get back in the starting lineup. John's changed the lineup. He's had, I know injuries are part of this, but he's had six different starting lineups this year. Mm-hmm. And, uh, uh, you know, it seemed to be that he settled into now with McCain, Roach, and Proctor in that backcourt. But, um, you know, Proctor may need to may need to come off the bench against BC this weekend. Who knows? Uh, Foster's playing well, and I don't think John will be afraid to do that. Uh, you know, and, and I, I know I know that starting lineups, um, you know, can be kind of overrated a little bit. It's it's because it's the start of the game, and they're the guys are introduced, and it does mean something to guys to start. I mean, you know, I mean, yeah, yeah, you know that. Yeah. But uh, um, it also matters, you know, who plays at the end, who plays more minutes. Who, fi- who <laughs> um, finishes the game. And, yeah, yeah, exactly. And, uh, you know, so Foster, let's not overlook how important he is too, even though he's coming off the bench again, um, that, uh, you know, they've got, again, John's talked about it all year. They have four starting guards, really, but only three can start. So um, it's kind of, you know, it's it's moving pieces there a little bit. And, uh, um, you know, so uh, – Overall, I did like, I think we all liked the initial um, response to the UNC loss, the the work that was done Monday, the meeting to, to kind of clear the air a little bit, the the work in practice, um, uh, the, 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 the heavy amount of scrimmaging, right, that kind of gets right. your, get your uh, juices flowing. And the fact that, and John said even in that practice, he mixed up lineups. He was still blue on white, but you know, he, he was, wasn't afraid to put the reserves in there play against you know uh, uh to play with starters and everything and then we saw that on, on monday night so i want to see how that goes forward i want to see is this truly going to be a team that goes 
five deep, so 10, 10 guys on the rotation, or you know, will he will he move it back? Um, he sure talked last night that this is going to continue until he sees it straight the way he wants it. And maybe this is what the team needs all year. He don't want him coasting, right? So maybe maybe we'll we'll see that. Yeah, I mean, may, maybe. I mean, at, at this point right now, I don't know how you need to be pushed to have more effort, more energy, more competitiveness in the game at this point in the, in the season. That's something that's still a little baffling to me uh, mm-hmm. with that. And for uh, for John Shire to be going through that, um, that, that just baffling to me because I, I would think that we will, especially after the Carolina game, we will want to be very hungry to actually, you know, get back on the right path. And I'm hoping that him kind of mixing up, you know, John Shire uh, mixing up the practices and things like that, making it more competitive again. And all of a sudden, you know, being competitive brings out the fun in basketball and you really want to play with each other and then kind of snowballs, you know, into something bigger. That's not you thinking about your own stuff, whatever. And he's thinking about his own stuff. We all of a sudden think about the team stuff and we're playing for each other again. And uh, I'm hoping that's the case because, you know, this is another game that we had low assists. I mean, we had 13 assists, you know, in this game as well. I mean, I, I know we didn't shoot well from the three-point line, but we still only had 13 assists too. So I'm hoping that we can get back to games where we, you know, getting 20, 25 plus assists a game and everybody's enjoying and playing the Duke basketball way where they transition, hitting threes up the court and, you know, things like that. So I'm hoping that we get back to that that Duke way of basketball um, fairly soon. Yeah, yeah, the connected basketball, right? Connected Correct. on both ends. Correct. And not, not letting missed shots affect your defense and all that. So, um, you know, I, I, I know earlier you mentioned Sean Stewart. I, I do want to come back to him before we before we end today's episode that he brings energy he always has from the start of the year and last night you know he had four points um five rebounds uh you know uh only turned the ball over one time and you know he played uh a pretty good amount there so i think he played 11 minutes overall so not not a big number but uh but when he comes in there and again you saw the block shot the block shot and then the the dunk at the other end Mm -hmm. um he's a guy that you know we keep waiting for him to maybe get go from 10 to 15 minutes, maybe a little bit more. And, and I guess, you know, uh, you know, I mean, Duke needs flip, so it's not like he's going to bench him totally, but there, there may be a time when he says, okay, Sean, can you give me some more minutes tonight? Uh, maybe a little more than Ryan young, or maybe when flips in foul trouble, maybe he could be the X factor, right. With that energy and the, and the athleticism he brings. Yeah. yeah maybe. I mean, he, he has all the qualities and tools of being that guy who brings a spark off the bench and we've seen it, um, you know, throughout the uh, games when he does uh, have a little bit of, you know, minutes to play. We have seen it at times. So I'm hoping that that's the case. I mean, that was a really good play for not only the big block shot, but him sprinting down the court. And then uh, I think it was Foster that kind of found him for the alley-oop, yeah. for the dunk. Um, yeah. But the, the fact that, you know, that right there should have brought the whole house down and we took another step up, you know, into, you know, the lead that we had. And that's the that's the thing I was waiting for and kind of watching the game and, you know, a nine o'clock game on a Wednesday. I don't know. Yeah. why. <laughs> uh, but I was trying to waiting for that part to happen and uh, kind of go from <laughs> there. Um, but yeah. Yeah. But we, we're I keep telling myself, you know, we're still a young team, even though we have a couple of older guys. We're still a fairly young team. And, you know, that's something that, you know, doesn't always come as quickly as you think it will be for other guys that are already played two, three years already. Right. 
Right. So we'll uh, we'll see what happens on Saturday against Boston College and then Monday against Wake. Uh, we'll have another podcast after those two games. We won't have mm-hmm. one in between because that quick turnaround for the team and for everybody from Saturday to Monday. Mm-hmm. But uh, again, we're going to learn, you know, we're going to learn more about uh, about this Duke team after these next two games. I think Wake particularly because um, that's a team that, uh, again, is the NCAA tournament team. And we talked about after the Carolina loss, you know, can Duke raise its level of play to not just beat uh, the, the lower teams in the conference, but teams that are going to be playing deep into March maybe, and, and Wake looks like they may be one of them with the way they're playing. So uh, Monday night will be a real big test, and we'll see how Duke kicks there. Those two ga- uh, games, BC and Wake, um, and we'll have another episode next week after that. Um, thanks to Bet Online for sponsoring the podcast, the Believe in Duke podcast. Appreciate their support all the way through. Sheldon, um, <clears throat> we will uh, reconvene again next week after these two games, and we'll, we'll see what the Blue Devils bring us, huh? Yep, yep. Hopefully good news. <laughs> All right. Well, very good. Thanks, everybody, for listening, and we will join you next time. All right. Go do it. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.